Hello, this is Peter Graves reporting from the FIS Calendar Conference in Portoro, Slovenia, and uh, have a chance to talk to Chris Grover, who is the head coach of the U.S. cross-country team, as you know, with me here. And Chris, first of all, uh, good morning. Glad, glad to have you with us here. And uh, uh, this calendar conference uh, here, uh, sandwiched between two FIS Congresses last year in Cancun and next year in Greece. Um, do you expect there's going to be a lot on the agenda here uh, from an American perspective? Yeah, you know, it's, um, it's definitely it's, uh, it's a year where we don't have quite as many uh, major rule changes and, and quota changes as we've had the last few years. Um, however, there's some, some great things to talk about. Um, we certainly have um, a World Cup calendar going into this season that needs some tweaking, um, some modification of some formats, some potential, some potential modifications of, of venues. So that's going to take up quite a bit of time in, in our discussions. Um, we also have, uh, we're taking another look again at, at quotas in particular for the World Cup and, and tours, uh, the Tour de Ski, the World Cup finals. Uh, the opening mini tour, <clears throat> making sure that um, we're at a good place for for all nations in terms of the number of, of sprinters and distance skiers that can start in tours. So that's going to be that's going to be an important topic to discuss. Um, beyond that, some smaller some smaller rule changes that we'll be taking a look at. I'm, I'm interested to um, to uh, talk with different. Uh, representatives here about um, about the technique zones um, that were implemented last year both on World Cup and at Continental Cup and how those are, are being used and implemented. Uh, so I think we'll have some good discussions both in the World Cup Committee as well as in the Rules and Control Committee um, looking at looking at technique zones. So there's some good some good topics on the on the schedule uh, that have a lot of impact on on USA uh, athletes, just as well uh, as uh, as uh, as well as the rest of the world. Chris, uh, talking about the technique zones, in which we did at breakfast this morning, um, I didn't hear any uh, major criticism of them. Mm -hmm. or, or, you know, uh, going into last season, there was actually a great deal of concern yeah. of what might be. But that really hasn't played out. The, the zones have been pretty successful last season on World Cup. Yeah, they, they really seem to be. Of course, like we didn't really implement them until the end of the season when we got to Draman and then uh, in Quebec City uh, in the one classic race there. They seem to be effective there. They seem to really do their job and not cause any issues. Um, and the report from some of the other Continental Cups where they were implemented uh, before the World Cup were really positive. Um, they seem to be effective. Uh, what I've heard so far from athletes, uh, from technical delegates, from program directors is that they did their job, they worked, um, that they preserved classic technique uh, in those events. So I'm just I'm interested in learning more uh, from representatives here at the, at the meetings uh, and to find out more about their experiences. Okay. And Chris, let's talk about uh, the U.S. team and, and the, the season ahead. It's a big one with uh, Pyeongchang and the Olympics for 2018 coming up, really just months away now as we speak. Um, tell me about summer, fall, and pre-Olympic plans. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm just now coming from <clears throat> our first training camp in Bend, Oregon and, and Mount Bachelor, and um, we had a great camp there. We had all the national team athletes in attendance, 
people are looking good. They're doing well. Um, no major health issues or injury issues at this point. Everybody is excited to, to dive into the season. Uh, we also had a number of uh, top club athletes uh, that were there training alongside the national team. So we had a really nice training group, and, um, and we were fortunate enough to uh, to have a lot of kilometers uh, up at Mount Bachelor at our disposal, okay. um, it was fantastic skiing. So we're we're really off to off to a good start. Um, I think this summer and fall, from the national team um, kind of camp perspective, we're going to see more individualization of training programs and on snow opportunities. We have some athletes that for whom getting on snow is really critical. Uh, we have some athletes who are targeting perhaps a little bit more. Um, roller ski racing perhaps in in Norway for example Um, so we're going to see people going in a few different directions and that is simply because we feel like people need some some different um, different uh, 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 places to Mm -hmm. uh, places to improve prior to the prior to the Olympics so we've tried to build in a little bit of individualization Mm -hmm. um, in this season so you know, part of the team will be in New Zealand. Part of the team will be in Norway at times. Part of the team will be in Alaska on, on Eagle Glacier. Uh, then we'll all come back together in the fall um, in Park City. Um, you know, before we head over to head over to Europe. But um, you know, overall, I think it's it's uh, it's going to be an incredibly exciting year for us. We have all these veteran athletes um, we have athletes like Keegan that you know who will be going perhaps into their fifth winter olympic games or andy that's going into his fourth so we have a lot of experience in the in the group in terms of approaching an olympic year and um, we're excited to excited to dive in and your immediate plans uh pre the Olympic Games, where are you expected to land for a training camp in that final preparation period yeah, we our plan before the games is to is to train in Seefeld, Austria, um, which is the site of our last World Cup, immediately before Pyeongchang, and so we will we'll go to the World Cup there, and then we'll stay in Seefeld afterwards and and run a training camp, and then go directly from uh, from Seefeld to to the Olympics. Um, but we you know we we heard some great things about Seefeld last year in terms of the new courses that they've been building for the 2019 World Championships. Um, the amount of skiing there, uh, the quality of, of the living. Uh, so we're we think it's gonna be a real ideal place in terms of altitude, terrain, lifestyle, uh, food accommodations, uh, proximity to a major airport, all those sorts of things that kind of go into creating a good camp immediately before the Olympics. And then our plan is to, you know, depending on, on the, the target event for certain athletes, show up not so, not so far, maybe uh, five, six, seven days before an athlete's first event in Pyeongchang. Um, all of our races in Korea are later afternoon or in some cases the evening. And um, I think it's going to be advantageous for us to stay as close to uh, Central European time um, as we can when we when we arrive there. Given the fact that everyone's going to need to really sleep in late and and stay up late for these events, so um, not a lot of pressure to get there early and acclimate. Well, Chris, thank you very much. I appreciate you taking the time, and I uh, wish you good luck. And we'll catch up uh, uh, down the road here a little while. So thanks so much.
Thank you, Peter. That's Chris Grover, head coach of the U.S. cross-country ski team along the Adriatic coast. I'm Peter Graves, reporting for Ski Tracks from Porto Roche, Slovenia.